Audio is the most relevant distribution platform and our voices are the new operating system. We're here to share how we use it and the tools that have helped us along the way. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Nar. Welcome to All Things Audio. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode two of All Things Audio, a podcast by myself, Naranjan, and Jeremiah here. What's up, <laughs> What's up Jeremiah? This is a podcast about uh, new developments and innovation in the audio and podcasting world. From podcast distribution, streaming deals, and audio innovation, we cover it all. Uh, we're really excited to have our second episode, and today's episode, we are specifically talking about podcast hosting and distribution. Um, I think that one of the big developments around the podcasting space and audio space has really been how many places we can now distribute our own uh, audio content and podcast to, to. Uh, and on top of that, the places where we can host it. And, you know, this really, this conversation, I think we can only start uh, with first talking about how we created our podcast with Side. Jeremiah, do you want to talk a little bit about how we got started with that? Yeah, so we, we touched on this a little bit in the first episode, but one of our pain points after we conceptualize uh, the idea of Side, of capturing moments uh, in time, the lives of folks around us, was how are we going to distribute this to the folks around us? How are we going to build an audience? How are we going to build a community? So we initially had the content. We were recording um, on our voice memos. We were recording through GarageBand. We were creating recordings. We were creating audio snippets. Um, but we wanted to get it out and sort of formalize it um, as a podcast. So there were a few ways to do that. Um, we could host it on our own individual site. We could use you know, SoundCloud. Um, at the time, which a lot of uh, podcast uh, hosts use. But around that time, this was 2017, again, 2016, 2017, there were a lot of sites being built where you could host your podcast. So you could upload the recording to that particular site, and then they would distribute it to the different podcast platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and now obviously Spotify. Um, so we heard about Anchor, and that's the one that we decided to use. And we're going to get, we're going to take a step back initially, just take a step back, Naranjan, and I want to get into talking about RSS. So one thing that was required for these sites is when you upload your podcast, you create what is called an RSS. Nara is going to explain yeah. what RSS is. So an RSS feed, um, it's uh, a link and a, an XML file, which is basically computer jargon for a file that allows uh, readers of, of uh, basically allows your computers to read updated information about a certain uh, media file or product, whether that could be a blog, a podcast, whatever that is. So RSS stands for really simple syndication. And it's, like I said, a link that your website can create or many of these podcast hosts that they create, which are then used to distribute directly, um, which are used to distribute your podcast and the latest updates, uh, whether it's at the episode, the information, the name of the episode, to uh, these platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. So the biggest issue in the beginning of podcasting, right, is before companies like Anchor or whatever that looked like, is we would have to create our own website, generate our own RSS feed, and then manually distribute these actual links to these podcasting platforms. Mm. So when you think about it from a creator side, 
that's a lot of technical jargon that even I don't fully understand, but I can comprehend just out of experience in creating now multiple podcasts and distributing them. But that's a lot of work unnecessarily that's pulling me away from actually doing the part that we want to, which is recording podcasts and talking about these issues. So now once we've kind of, you know, realized that this was a, this was a pretty big hurdle we had to jump, we had to look towards companies that were that were actually solving this problem right how do we move from rather than uploading manually our own audio files to a website then generating an rss feed and then and then distributing it to apple how do we find a place that's a central platform that can do that all for us yeah and you know you make this transition and i think that that's what we stumbled in from this side project really making this an official podcast and that's kind of where anchor came in yeah yeah, and it's 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 2020 now, a uh, few <laughs> years a few years into side, and you know one episode into all things audio, um, and and millions of podcasts uh, being created um, and hosted um, on these different websites, and obviously distributed through through Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the other podcast platforms. But it, it's really it's the wild wild west. Um, there are a lot of hosting sites to choose from. Uh, we're going to talk primarily about one. Uh, but we'll touch on two others. Um, but there are a ton. You have, you know, Anchor, as we mentioned. You have Podbean. Mm-hmm. You have Buzzsprout. You have uh, Libsyn, Red Circle, Captivate, Simplecast, and Transistor, just to name a few. Um, and there's a few things that distinguish these different um, hosting sites. Obviously, price um, is is a big factor. There's a few hosting sites that are free. Anchor is free. Uh, I believe Red Circle, Podbean, uh, Buzzsprout have free plan options. Um, Transistor and Simplecast do not. Uh, So that's one thing that distinguishes some of these hosting sites. But with those free plans, there are some limits. Um, Some of those limits are uh, things like bandwidth, uh, how many people can listen to your show per month. Uh, You even have uh, limits on downloads per episode, storage, how many episodes you can upload per month, or hours of audio you can upload per month. Uh, So those are some of the things that distinguish some of these hosting sites. So if you're looking to start a podcast, you just want to go on uh, to these different sites and see what's best for you and see what's best for your team. Uh, for us, it was, it was Anchor because we discovered it first. And the big thing is Anchor was free. Uh, so we, <laughs> we hopped on uh, that free 99 train and um, here we are. Yeah. And who can blame us, right? I think that at the time, Anchor served our purposes for what exactly needed to, right? You and I were still in the middle of like figuring out what our first podcast was going to be about, what those conversations look like. So the less we had to worry about actually creating an RSS feed, you know, hosting it and manually distributing it to these platforms, we were we were fine with that. We were like, it's free, this does the job, let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can get into some of the functions of Anchor. You know, if somebody were to just pull up Anchor's website right now or pull up their app. What are they going to see? Let's let's walk through that. Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I'll just pull ours up right now. You know, because we already have a, a podcast up, we're taken immediately to the dashboard. Uh, so the dashboard has a few features. You're able to see analytics. So some of those analytics are total plays, uh, your audience um, number. If you're doing advertisements, the amount of money your podcast is generating, uh, you can look at your podcast performance graph that compares the number of plays over time, uh, a bar graph that shows your top episodes, um, 
shout out to to Fumaya here with the with the side uh, she's running side bump yeah yeah <laughs> um, you can even uh, take a look at you know the analytics of your listeners um, so you know their country their age their gender so you can really get get to know your audience um, if you click over you can go into podcast settings. Uh, here's where you really get to describe uh, the nuts and bolts of your particular podcast. So your podcast name, uh, the description of the podcast, you can upload your podcast cover art. You can talk about the genre of your podcast, uh, the language. Um, there's even an option for listeners to be able to send you voice messages through the Anchor app. Uh, so Anchor is really trying to build out this community and, and really use voice as an activation tool. Um, another part of, of the website here, again, just talking about the desktop. Uh, uh, function. Uh, there's a episodes tab, so you can edit aspects of each episode. You can also even just create the episode directly on Anchor um, and use their library of free music and sounds and effects. We, Narendran and I, as we talked about in the previous episode, we recorded on GarageBand and we uploaded it to to uh, Anchor, so that Anchor could be the host and distribute it to the different platforms. That's just our process. That's what we've been doing. Um, some folks that host other podcasts may think that that's inefficient. We may iterate on that, um, but that's just our bread and butter. That's what we've been doing. So that's sort of a high level sort of walkthrough um, of Anchor. Yeah. And um, it's important for people, I think, who want to go ahead and create podcasts that they look for not necessarily the best tool, but the tool that's going to help them move forward. And I think you and I recognizing at the time that Anchor was, you know, there might've been a better platform for us at the time to do it, but this solved the need for us and it got, and it got the ball rolling. And I think the amount of data that anchor provides, at least for someone who's just starting out is more than enough to get yes. you just as, just as involved and invested in the actual creation process and to track, Hey, how well are episodes doing? What are my downloads looking like? Which platforms are they going? Are they being listened on? And I think that was a big, just like a really big aid for us to, to keep moving forward. Cause I think without kind of, some type of measurement of how you're doing uh, within this podcasting space, it's a lot harder to really understand where you're going with your podcast. So, Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's a, there's actually one thing about anchor that distinguishes it from all the other hosting sites. They've created it so that all you need is your smartphone from, from end to end, from start to finish, you can record a podcast from your smartphone. I don't think any of the other ones have that, that functionality. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, but, but with that, you know, there's pros in that you, you, you really, they democratize it. If you have a smartphone, you can do it from anywhere, but there are some cons to that. If you think about audio engine from an audio engineering standpoint, you know, moving mm -hmm. segments of sound around, you know, adjusting EQ and levels and the actual audio, it isn't optimized necessarily in anchor. Um, again, we recorded in GarageBand and uploaded it to anchor. So that's how we circumvented that. Um, but also, if you're using your smartphone, there's some really cool, simple features on there. Um, there's sound effects that you can use. You can use background music. Obviously, they're acquired by Spotify, so you can use some Spotify music. Um, you can generate audiogram videos. Um, you can bring in sponsors. So Anchor does a great job of bringing in sponsors, and you can record um, those, those sponsor sort of commercial advertisements um, and add them to any place on the episode um, entirely from your smartphone. So I think Anchor is, is really sort of looking at like, what's the lowest common denominator, what's the lowest barrier of entry, and they want to access those folks, which is, which is great for anybody who wants to host a podcast. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I think you hit it up on the nail, on the head, on the nail. It's just like <laughs> whatever, whatever that, whatever that phrase is, you got it. Uh, I think really just the fact that it lets everyone do it so easily, so quickly. In my opinion, if you're willing to start something and you don't want to get caught up with all of the the nuts and bolts of it, we definitely recommend that, and we still use that now. So I think, um, I think that's been the big thing. And honestly, one thing that you can mention, which is makes Anchor unique as well, is that they're owned by Spotify. And I think yeah. that uh, I think that's like a big touch point that you also have to look at what in, what implications that may have in the future for podcast hosting um, as a platform itself. Whether Spotify may do some exclusive stuff with that with their platform, so they may want to incentivize you to only use that. Um, they're they're really we don't know what what all those implications are, but I think for the most part, we've loved Anchor and our experience around it. And I think that we can maybe now jump into, yeah. Touch on, let's touch on the other ones. Yeah, for sure. The other one that uh, we've actually looked at for our, this podcast and for potentially combining all of our other podcasts into one account is Transistor. And so Transistor is a, another podcast hosting platform um, which allows you to have one account but host multiple podcasts on that single account. So that's a pretty big distinction if you're looking at podcasting as an actual business, if you're building a podcasting network where you want to host multiple podcasts itself. That's a pretty big distinction from Anchor. So Anchor actually only allows you to have one account for one podcast. So Jeremiah and I right now, we have our side podcast. He has his Penn Law Perspectives podcast. And we also have the All Things Audio podcast. That means we have three, three separate Anchor accounts. And so, you know, Anchor happens to be free. And there's, you know, a lot of other reasons that we've chosen to use Anchor for now. But potentially in the future, if we were looking to host everything on one centralized account to have all of that data aggregated in one place, Transistor may be one of the main reasons we choose to do that. However, like Jeremiah had mentioned, uh, Transistor is actually does, has a 14-day free trial and then you have to pay for their platform. And yeah. it's kind of stratified by the number of downloads that you can have on uh, a paid tier. So, you know, for 19, for $19 a month, uh, you can have, I believe like 10,000 downloads. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. if you increase to the professional account at $50 a month, uh, you can have private podcasting and that increases by 10 X, uh, the number of downloads you have. And yeah. then they also have a business version, um, yeah. which allows you to have multiple accounts, multiple podcasts and, um, a number of large monthly downloads as well. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I, th I think that, uh, you, you touched on it, but I, I want to, uh, sort of underscore the fact that Transistor allows you to have private podcasting. So that's yeah. something for, you know, maybe companies um, or maybe, you know, membership organizations um, or, you know, any large entity that maybe wants to save, save face um, uh, from an employee perspective, um, maybe thinking about what might be said on a podcast. You can have a private podcast where you can limit your audience to a small group of people, uh, which um, you can't necessarily do on Anchor. Um, obviously, it's limited by the folks who listen to it. But once you upload it to Anchor, anybody can listen to it. It's public. So I think yeah. that's one thing about Transistor for, for folks that are maybe in more smaller, intimate settings that might care about maybe some of the implications of saying something that might offend. Yeah, might, yeah, might offend. Or, you know. So one thing to think about is whether or not you want to have a, a private podcast versus a public podcast. Yeah. So, and, and again, that's, that's not, not necessarily where a lot of the market is right now. I don't think people think that way. So it's cool to have a product that actually does give you that, that option if you want to choose one of their higher tiers. And I think another, uh, 
another way to actually look at private podcasts is also you can have a paid version right of your podcast so let's say we have a public account and people who are maybe paying you 10 bucks a month they may want they may get uh, a private podcast that's only for paid subscribers. Yes. So Transistor can potentially unlock that for you. Um, not necessarily taking payments all through their platform, but the option to have private podcasts opens up a lot more doors in terms of uh, niches you want to target, yeah. whether it is your privacy or distribution in that way too. So yeah. it is pretty novel. And, you know, I think, I think from our perspective, Wow. Whether or not we choose to transition into that uh, in the future, I think that's a discussion Jeremiah and I will have and we'll keep everyone involved as to if we do choose to move in that direction, why we did it and, and what our experience has been like uh, using it. Right on. The last one that we want to touch on is Simplecast. Um, so Simplecast, similarly mm-hmm. to Transistor, um, has three different um, options, pricing options. You have your basic for $15, if you're essential for $35 and your growth for $85. Um, again, with those tiers, there's different, um, there's, there's different caps. So there's download caps um, that are, are a little higher than Transistor. Um, there's unlimited hosting, as Naranjan said. You can have just one account and host multiple podcasts. Um, and there's more advanced controls with Simplecast, sort of a little bit better and more refined designing and branding through Simplecast. Um, if that's something that uh, you want to focus on not just the audio, but sort of the visuals behind it. Um, that's something to think about with Simplecast as well. I think we've touched upon three main uh, podcast hosting platforms. And uh, in the beginning, we mentioned the importance of what the RSS feed is and how these hosting platforms provide you that RSS feed and allow you to kind of distribute it directly to these platforms. So kind of before we go into the next segment of uh, the podcast of this episode, I want to go ahead and make a, uh, a unique distinction between podcast hosting and podcast uh, platforms. So uh, websites like Anchor, Transistor, and uh, Simplecast, they host our podcast. So they're the ones when we upload our audio, they create these RSS feeds that then distribute it uh, to these platforms. And so those three that we just touched upon are hosts and platforms are the places where as consumers, we actually listen to our podcasts. So platforms would include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts. So those places, Breaker, those places where we're actually, you know, listening and consuming this information is what we would consider the platform. But so this distinction is really important because the distribution of our of our podcasts are directly related to the discovery and the ability for uh, us as a consumer to actually find where we want what we want to listen to, uh, what we choose to listen to, and really for us to find new topics that, that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in order to really understand how podcast platform work, you have to understand uh, how podcasts have started and the discovery around it. So uh, it's a really it's a basic concept that centers around a lot of different technology revolutions, which is in the beginning, you know, you have a lot of independent creators podcasting uh, that first started, I believe, in the mid 2000s around uh, Apple Podcasts. People were creating these audio episodes and sharing them on different websites. And there was no central aggregator that could really find that that was at that one place where we could uh, discover new podcasts. And Apple Podcasts was created eventually to solve that niche. And as 
kind of podcasting has really exploded, we've seen how Spotify is now doing this with their acquisition of Anchor and a lot of these other platforms. So now when we go to Spotify, we actually can see a lot of the different podcasts we've listened to, what the top charts look like. Um, and this already exists within the Apple podcast platform as well. So this centralization of these platforms has allowed us, ha, has allowed them to aggregate all of these podcasts from all over the world and allowed us as consumers a better experience to actually find, discover, and listen to these. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's a back and forth issue, uh, but I think that this revolution of kind of going indie to centralization naturally happens before it goes back to indie. And we can, this maybe be pushing a little off topic, but we can get into kind of what the the main concepts around these decentralization platforms is. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I was just going to say what's interesting about um, Anchor is that it is, it's a hosting site, but it's also a platform. You can use mm-hmm. the Anchor app to listen to yeah. other podcasts, which it just distinguishes them from, from the other hosting sites and I guess maybe distinguishes them from the other platforms. But I think what's interesting too is when you start thinking about Spotify's acquisition of Anchor, um, and I'm not sure if Apple Podcast has acquired a hosting site yet, but there is sort of this, and we, we'll talk about this when we talk about intellectual property and we talk about some of these, I guess, you know, the, the battle between Apple Music, and the battle between Apple Podcast and um, Spotify is, you know, if you're using a particular hosting site like an anchor, there's a little friction between, you know, a, a subsidiary of Spotify which is the competitor of Apple and, and Apple. So we, we ran into some issues having to manually update um, our podcasts onto Apple. (laughs) So, you know, it's sort of at a high level sort of thinking about um, the competition between these different platforms. You know, they are competing for podcasts. They are, they are competing, competing for podcast content. Um, They're competing for consumers and listeners. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see how Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, um, how they, maneuver um, and try to take advantage of analytics, um, try to take advantage of, of hosting sites to be able to sort of win market share in the audio space from, a, from the platform side of things. Mm-hmm. You touched on a great point. Just this, this rapid transition and really it's going to become the audio wars in my opinion between these platforms and how they're going to be able to host their own individual content or uh and their own their own unique content in the same way we have netflix originals right in the same way we have apple podcast originals spotify originals we're going to see a lot more of these exclusive deals happen within these platforms so that uh, we as a consumer will have to potentially choose if we do pay for a specific one why we may listen to one over the other yeah um and and i just i want to briefly touch on uh how how far we've come within the platform space. And I'm actually summarizing an article from Ben Thompson on Stratechery uh, that he wrote back in 2017. He mentions uh, a little bit in this article how in the beginning, uh, what used to happen before uh, iTunes kind of allowed people to subscribe to podcasts was you would find a podcast and you would uh, find something called a podcatcher, which was basically a website that was able to kind of synthesize the RSS feed and copy that URL of the podcast feed into this podcatcher. Then you would be able to copy this this file into iTunes, and then you would sync that to your iPod. So think about, this is in the mid-2000s, what that process looked like. 
before uh, Apple decided to make podcasts something as a discover something discoverable within the iTunes store that you could subscribe. Yeah. So that process that was happening back in the mid 2000s is being similarly uh, replicated in the 2010s, but in a different in a different level. Right. So now the distribution platforms exist, but the hosting systems did not. So that's why it's been so relevant for companies like Anchor, like Transistor, um, and like Simplecast to build their platforms to distribute it to these platforms more directly rather than how it used to be over a decade and a half ago. And I think yeah. it goes back to what you were mentioning. Um, just this, this ability for discovery is a game changer for not only the consumers, but for also the creators as well. Right on. I, bro, I got, I got nothing else. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. I mean, that's. I mean, shout out to Ben Thompson. I think obviously, I think what you can consider him the, one of the godfathers of the the newsletter business and just in general technology and strategy or business around that. And I think that he's written a really, uh, really few just strong, um, strong articles around the podcasting analytics centralization space. And maybe we can even, if these are public, we can throw the link in in the description of this episode for people to get more educated on it. Absolutely. And if you, if you have any input um, into anything that we've talked about in this episode, if you have any, you know, feedback, if you want to push back on any points, substantiate any points, uh, you can DM us at allthings.audio on Instagram. Um, You could also send us a voice message through the Anchor app. Uh, we touched Sorry. on that earlier. Um, you could also email us. Um, we're part of the Side Audio Networks. So you can email us at sidepodcast at gmail.com. That's S-Y-H-D-E at gmail.com. Um, and you can keep listening and learning. If you like this podcast, if you like what we're talking about here, please hey. subscribe, uh, write a review, let us know what your thoughts are, what you're thinking about, and keep following us as we discover new and relevant topics in the audio space.